I'm Frank Dillell of New York One, and I am delighted to be here today with the star of Venus and Fur, Nina Arianda. Nina, hello. Hello. How are you? Great. How are you? Good. Very good. So, Nina, let's talk about your show. You play the character of Vonda in Venus and Fur. It yes. was a role you originated off-Broadway, and you just brought to Broadway last month. November, yes. you opened at the Samuel J. Friedman Theater. Take me back to, you know, the beginning. This really was a breakout role for you. Um, how did this role come to be? I I got a call like any actor does, I guess, for, for an audition. And I got the sides and the script about a week and a half ahead of time. And I just started preparing and, and kind of trying to get ready for the audition. And then I auditioned and it went well because <laughs> I got employed. Now, I did my research, and you kind of went overboard in terms of preparing for this role. Um, I mean, I, not intentionally. I don't think. I think that I kind of got swept away by the script and right. by the story. I, it, something just clicked for me as far as what clicked. I fell in love with the script, you know, and that energized me kind of and challenged me to just go for it. Plus, I, you know, I've said this before, but I really didn't think that. I would get it. It's a two-hander off-Broadway. Right. Why would an unknown get cast in that in this day and age? And so I kind of, that took a little bit of pressure off me in a strange way. But, I mean, you, you memorized, from what I read, you memorized almost the entire script, or you memorized a good chunk of the script. Well, the sides, The, yeah. the sides. You, you came in in costume, in a, in a mild kind of costume. My interpretation. Your of, interpretation yes. of the costume. <laughs> and, you know, this was a character or um, a part that, you know, they were searching for, Walter, Bobby, and David Ives. They couldn't find the right actors for this role. Uh, you know, stars auditioned for this piece. And, you know, they were they were having a catacall, what they were calling it, and you walked in and you basically got it. I mean, talk to me about just prepping um, for, for something like this. I think almost knowing that that, that was the case, again, not thinking that I had a chance at it. There's sort of an ease that comes with losing yourself in that room for that moment, knowing that, you know, you only have a couple more minutes with this person probably. Mm -hmm. And that kind of makes you just seize the moment in a different way. And I guess that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, the show is now on Broadway and recently, um, you know, it's about to open at the Lyceum Theater for a commercial run. Right. Um, I think, in fact, when this interview airs, it's going to be playing at the Lyceum is Theater. Is that right? Yeah. But um, how much has the show changed from, you know, being off Broadway and moving it, uh, you know, to the Broadway Theater? Well, technically, the set is quite different only because of, you know, the theater that we're in. Downtown, we were in a three-quarter um, thrust. We had audiences on three sides and uptown. You know, we have kind of more of a proscenium, but it's in this wonderfully constructed box almost uh, mm -hmm. that John Lee Beatty has has created. And it feels, I would, I mean, to me, when I'm sitting in the audience looking at the set, it feels like an installation piece. It's a totally different experience of being an audience member uptown because it's you're just a different type of fly on the wall mm -hmm. and it's pretty extraordinary other than that you know obviously new co-star and i guess that's it you play vonda has the character changed in terms of text how much of the text has changed i think we changed i think what was it six lines but it feels different not only every night but obviously this journey feels pretty different. And I'm really happy that that's the case. And I'm hoping that there's another level to it mm -hmm. when we move to the Lyceum. Amazing. 
Let's talk about creating the role of Vonda because, um, you know, you, you play her so beautifully on stage. Thank you. What is your process in creating a character um, and, and how do you find her? And then, you know, take that to the next level. How do you create roles, you know, when you're either originating a role? I don't know. I think part of it is part of it is something that I, I don't know about, which is just something that I guess lives in every actor. And I think the other part is the text mm-hmm. and really – Having that luxury of of having David Ives' words there, it makes it pretty, I'm not going to say easy, but it makes it very, it's a festive experience, mm-hmm. so to speak. You know, it's it's so rich and it's kind of there for you to explore right on the page. And there's not much you need to really do except go for it and kind of give in to it and challenge yourself as to... What are the extremes in the situation and what's appropriate? Hmm. Venus and Furs, obviously based on Venus and Furs, the German novel. Did you go and revisit the original text? Or? I did. I, I read it several times. It's a, I encourage everyone to read it. It's pretty, it's pretty spectacular and pretty extreme. Um, I did, yeah. That was part of my prep. I get, I get pretty nerdy with, with research and with prep. Not shy to say that. <laughs> it's um, right. And Wikipedia is the devil because you look up one thing, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. You look up one thing and then you can click on a million other things. So it's hours of me sitting there thinking that I need to know everything about it. But having read the novel was obviously step one for me. And it was a highlighting extravaganza. Mm-hmm. I just kept highlighting stuff. I was so into it. And it was, it was informative in a way, just kind of to, have a glimpse of what this woman is within the play, within the play, or just having someone else give you a heads up of, you know, they talk about that she's a cat that prettily plays with this mouse. That's one of the kind of images that's painted in the novel. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I kind of ran with that for one rehearsal and see how that felt, tried that on, see how that felt. And yeah, I don't know. When I, uh, you know, I interview actors every day practically and you know a lot of them say when they're doing roles their roles are you know when they're on stage they're constantly developing their part you know is she is Vonda still a work in progress or have you found her I no I think that's why I'm kind of addicted to her in a way is because I I don't think I ever will Mm -hmm. know everything about her and that's pretty good going into a five-month run having that feeling because if I felt like I knew everything I don't think it would be as full of an experience not to mention i don't really think you ever can know something i think that you have in a way an entire lifetime to learn about doesn't matter if you've been i mean i i would think that if you did phantom for years and years you still have as many other years as they've been living to to understand them to understand the character yeah it's a sexually charged play, to say the least. Yes. You know, your character is an aspiring actress, and then you're playing opposite Hugh Dancy, who's playing a director slash casting director. Yes. Um, it explores and touches on S&M. It explores and touches on, you know, the submissive and the dominant. Um, right. Were you familiar with this whole world, or was this, you know, an education for you, too? I was not. I was not. And I think there are... Other things, other, you know, I didn't want to go into deep research on S&M because I didn't think it really would help me in mm-hmm. the room because I don't think that's what the play really is about. Right, you know? right. But, yeah, sure, it does touch upon that. Um, but, no, I have no <laughs> I have no experience or knowledge 
about about that world? We had, um, or I chatted with Hugh Dancy recently, and he said that, uh, you know, he's kind of connected or looked into some of his previous relationships, you know, to craft his character. And not to get too personal, but have you, you know, kind of reflected on previous relationships with, you know, um, past lovers to connect with Vonda? Oh, I'm sure it comes up. I'm, I'm sure it comes up for probably every show, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are definitely moments in in the piece that you connect with rage and desire and geez pretty much every human emotion possible so absolutely yeah Yeah. it's you and Hugh Dancy on one stage for almost a hundred minutes yes um you know how do you keep the energy up eight times a week for a show like this and again hours or or just in general general. and you know this applies to not only this piece but you know your last piece on Broadway playing Billy Dawn and Born Yesterday it was kind of the same thing I mean you really carried the show as an actress how do you do that I try to get as much sleep as I possibly can. Um, And this show is incredibly physical, so, you know, I get physical therapy tweaked up every now and then just Mm -hmm. to keep everything moving. Um, Other than that, I don't know. I love it, so that kind of – and I love working with Hugh, and I I really love my job, and I think in a way that really energizes you, you know? Do you ever find that, you know, some days you're having you, you, the energy is not there and, and like what do you tap into on stage? You know, Hugh said this recently, which is, which is amazing, which is that if you feel that the way the play is constructed, I'm not saying you get a lot of second chances, but you definitely get to reconnect to something um, new in pretty much every moment, mm-hmm. especially in the shifts. And so if something is kind of fading in a way you get to boom you know really reconnect with that with the next transition or the next shift or the next character that Mm -hmm. i get to play you know what is it like seven women in one show you know it's so yeah wow um again doing some research read that uh some notable folks like mike nichols and you know doug hughes your last director said that you know when you took to the stage for the first time or when they saw you on stage for the first time this is you know off broadway and csc your breakout role as vonda and venus and fur um both gentlemen you know compared you to um one barbara streisand and the other merle street uh how does that make you feel I I don't know. That's those are them's fighting words. That's, that's a that's a big statement. <laughs> I mean, really, this was a stars born moment for you, uh, doing Vonda off Broadway. And now, I mean, you're on everyone's radar. I don't I don't know. I'm I get very sh- I'm pretty shy, which is strange. But I am. I don't know. I I feel very grateful that someone would even consider putting my name next to those two women. Yeah. Well, speaking of Barbara. What's your singing background? Because I mean, you've obviously accomplished doing straight plays. But right. Would you would you want to do a musical? I mean, is that something that you would ever consider? I would definitely consider doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. I used to sing. I used to sing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't for the past few years, but I would love to. You, um, uh, Billy Dawn. Your, let's talk about your last project, Billy Dawn, uh, and Born Yesterday. Tony-nominated performance, Broadway debut, um, dream come true? Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. And I I really loved playing her. She's – what a fun girl she was. Mm. And, yeah, and it was, it was such a – it was definitely a dream come true. I just – 
you know, when things are so large, I tend to not back away from the magnitude of the situation, but I try not to fully realize it because it is overwhelming. And But sometimes that's unavoidable. And I remember when I first stepped onto the stage, just to kind of get a look at what it would be, no set, no nothing. It was just kind of being in the space. It was incredibly overwhelming mm-hmm. in a very positive way, but I just couldn't believe that I was standing on a Broadway stage. Mm. And it was... Lovely and emotional and and incredibly memorable for me. How about that whole Tony process? I mean, it really is for those who aren't familiar with the process of being nominated. Right. It's. I mean, it's a whirlwind of a month. It I mean, is. There's, you, you're and going you still to have to do the show. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, just you know, again, let's let's educate our listeners. On, sure. Talk to me about that process. You know, you found out you were nominated on Tuesday. Right. You know, your life is, is. And then you have the the press junket the next morning, I yeah. believe. Um. Right, so I I found out, but I was I was nervous about finding out either way. So I shut my phone off. I put it in the next room. I had a cup of coffee in silence, <sighs> and then I checked online. And sure enough, then I put my phone on. Obviously, I had like forty five you know messages, but um, and then yeah, and then the next day you're off to the races, and it's just it's it is most definitely a whirlwind. So you have the the press junkets, and you have. God, I don't even remember. It was so intense. <laughs> I kind of almost just went with it and blocked it out in a way. Um, no, but it's just constant. A lot of a lot of interviews, a lot of talking, yeah. and then a lot of kind of making a little downtime for yourself so you can, you know, reboot and do the show that night. Yeah, and you do the show on the day of the Tonys as well. Wow, wow. Or I did anyway. Yeah. And and not only nominated for a Tony Award, but also other awards too. So you're doing those ceremonies, too. right? Exactly. Wow. Um, is there any Billy in Vonda and, and vice versa? I mean, I think on the surface you can't get more different, but I think if you dig deep, you may see some similarities. Maybe. I, I almost haven't even thought about that, really. I kind of just focused in on each one individually. But I guess you could. I think there is, especially in the beginning with Vonda, I think there is a, a joie de vivre in her that Billy certainly possesses. And Mm. I think there's the eagerness to learn in the beginning with Vonda that Billy has clearly throughout her whole journey in Born Yesterday. But as far as the darker sides, (laughs) I don't know if Billy would be so bold as to show those. Yeah. You recently, um, you were in a movie with, uh, directed by and written by Woody Allen, The Night in Paris. Small movie. Small one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What was that experience like? It was just wonderful. I mean, not only having the experience of being in Paris for for three and a half weeks, but working with such generous actors who were all kind of in the same boat and in this kind of living in this world of not knowing. You know, I didn't know what the full story was until I saw the film. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed that somehow. It's sure it's torture because it's always great kind of knowing and planning and this and that. But not knowing is actually it was actually really fun yeah. because you really have all the information that you have, all the sides that you have and the scenes that you're given, that's all you have. And around that, Woody Allen trusts you to build a character. And that's stressful in itself. Having Woody Allen's trust is not, you know, something that you want to take for granted. So, um, it, it was, it was really exciting and working with Michael Sheen and Owen Wilson and Rachel McAdams and, Everybody on set was just extraordinary. They're such wonderful people. Wow. 
and they were so kind to me. You know, I come out of nowhere. I did an off-Broadway show, and and they just really, we all did it together. Wow, wow. So good experience. Extremely, yeah. Um, let's go back to your roots. You're Ukrainian descent. Yes. Um, you're very close with your parents. Yes. Um, your mom is an artist and a teacher. Yes. Talk to me about that relationship because you're an only child. I am. And, and you know, they really are, you, you, you give them a lot of credit for kind of, you know, turning Absolutely. into the, the, the f- amazing actress and fine, um, you know, woman you are today. Thanks. Yeah, it's, I really owe, I would say almost everything to them because, I don't know, as a, as a kid, or in, let me just say that I think as an an artist needs, I think, space, time, and money, mm-hmm. you know? And I think with those things, you're able to create and have your work seen. And I think that as a child, my mother certainly gave me all those things, you know? Um, they paid for classes for me. They gave me um, just time, and they gave me the the room to just imagine and create and, and do what I wanted. They didn't let me have toys with batteries, which at the time I love was, that. I read that. It's, you know, it wasn't cool at the time. But it's so smart if you think about it. Use it your imagination. Smart, but I did get a My Magic Diary once, <laughs> and it, it broke. And okay. I didn't do anything. It just broke. And I think that was just the vibes that everyone was giving around me, wow. not wanting me to have it. I don't know. I'm just I'm kidding. But, you know. <laughs> the one time that I did have a battery operated anything, it broke. It was ridiculous. But I did want it so bad. No, but they, they set up shop for me in a yeah. way and they kind of encouraged everything that was just happening with me and never told me I couldn't do it. Um, never let me give up. Not that I ever wanted to, but, um, yeah, it was just, they're, they're kind of amazing people in that sense is that they really, supported me a hundred percent not just picking me up from school and taking me auditions but having a really good spirit about the whole deal Hmm. even to this even now yeah really being extremely supportive you were bit by the theater bug at age three and a half i believe i believe yeah Yeah, i think that's about right how how are you bit tell me the story it was i i think i always liked to play make-believe but i think officially bitten before before i had to go to preschool and it was just kind of a fluke because i didn't speak english very well because we only spoke my mom really wanted me to learn ukrainian and she sent me to this children's acting class to get my speaking skills up and then it just kind of started from there Hmm. and then i really started going to classes probably around I mean, in New York, I would go to, I went to the American Academy and I went to HB Studios and that all started around, I don't know, nine or 10. Hmm. I read in an interview uh, that you did that you had a teacher once, you know, kind of question what you do as an actress or as an aspiring actress and said, you know, basically, why are you doing this? You're not going to amount to anything. Um, And that really hurt you. That hit home and your parents really were there to kind of build build back up your self-esteem. You I know. didn't tell him about that for a while after it happened. I guess I was just so used to it. I mean, that school wasn't particularly, um, you know, nourishing for actors mm-hmm. or for artists. It was, but yeah, I told him about it a while after and they weren't necessarily surprised by that, but their, 
commitment to what I wanted to do just kind of assured me that I had people behind me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, yeah, she's awful, that teacher. <laughs> she's an awful person. And you haven't heard from her since. Oh, no. No, and I certainly don't think I would reach out to find out her opinion. Yeah. Who do you look up to in the business? Who, you know, growing up and, and even now, who do you look up to in terms of role models in the in show business, theater, film? God, there's so that's a hard question. I I mean, there's so many people. There's so many people, but I don't know. I I really look up to people who really put it out there, you know, who kind of almost, I guess, bleed on the stage in a way, you know, because that's that's worth it, you yeah. know, and that's the kind of work that I hope to to do. Who's an actor that you drop anything to see? I mean. I should I st- I'll just list. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just, yeah. I don't know. There's so many. Uh, Meryl Streep, I stood outside for her when she did Mother Courage. The show was kind of rained out yeah. unofficially. So in a lot of park, people in, in the, the park, park yeah, right? The and, and a lot of people left and kind of the last of the Mohicans stayed around mm-hmm. and were drenched and freezing. And there were maybe, I don't know, 50, 60 people in the audience and we all really, it was a really fun experience. But I, you know, I, I so badly wanted to see her and her skirt touched me. It was amazing. It was amazing. Um, so I would drop everything to see her. I would drop everything to see pretty much a lot of actors in New York. Yeah. I think that you get the real deal here and it's a shame to miss anything. I got Cherry Jones, anybody. Um, I, it's too many. Yeah. It's too many to list. Have you had any recent uh, interaction with Meryl Streep? No. Has she seen your show? No. No. I don't. I don't know. I don't. No one's allowed to tell me if she's there or if she comes. <laughs> it would just freak me ahead of time. Yeah. It would freak me. No, I did a. I did a reading, um, and she was at the reading, which was pretty amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That was a while ago. You know, what do you look for in a role when you're choosing roles? Now, I, I'm sure you're getting calls all the time, being that, you know, you, again, a star is born. I mean, you were, you had your big debut in 2010 and you've been on everyone's radar in the theater community and now film community ever since. Um, what do you look for in a role? Layers, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, and something meaty to play with, I guess. I don't know. It's, I like I like a lot of different things, and I like I that's I guess that's the answer. I like I like layers within a person, you know. Yeah. Maybe there's I think every character has a secret, but it would be nice to have several to kind of explore. Um, that makes sense. I think. Yeah, that right? makes yeah. sense. <laughs> Do you consider yourself, um, you know, a good audience member? Ah, uh, uh, yes, yeah. I am most definitely. I think a bad audience member is somebody who goes to the theater and kind of sits back and says, you know, show me what you got. Mm. Maybe you'll impress me. I think if you go in and you are so ready to be taken to another place yeah. and you're just eager for good work, I mean, that's a good audience member. Hmm. What advice would you give to, you know, those looking to, to, to make it in the biz, as we call it? I don't know. I, I'm I'm still kind of trying to make it in the biz in a way. Um, I would, I don't know. I think that what happened to me is, is wonderful and strange and I hope it continues. And I hope that everybody who really wants this and who can envision the sacrifices that come along with it just keeps going, Mm -hmm. just keep, keep working at it. 
and hopefully it'll it'll happen. But it, it's hard. It's hard for actors because it's for for most people you really don't choose this. You mm. know, you just can't help but do it, and you don't feel well when you don't do it. Yeah. And if that's how young actors feel or any actors feel, you have to continue doing it. You really don't have an option. How about the training element? Because, you know, nowadays you see so many people, uh, you know, rising uh, to fame thanks to YouTube or, you know, the Internet. Right. You know, you know talk to me about – because you really – you're a trained actress. You trained um, various schools here in the U.S. and uh, as well abroad. Talk to me about, you know, the training element. It's not for everybody. But I, for me, it was something that was important to me. And I, I really wanted to, to learn as much as I could. And having gone, you know, NYU, for example, is, it's such an extraordinary program because not only because of the training, but because the faculty and the people that are part of the program, they genuinely care and they genuinely understand what it, they understand what it means to take an actor and to unravel them. Mm-hmm. And then to kind of help them get it all back together. Because it's a very intense three-year program. But you feel, I felt, I can't speak for all the students, but I felt incredibly safe being there, knowing that they would kind of take care of of my vulnerability in those three years. Because you have to. Yeah. But that that's an example of, you know, why would you want to cry in your sweatpants for three years, as my friend Matt Harrington would say, you know, you, you do it because you, you want to, you want to go to that place and you want to kind of be guided by people who, who know what they're doing. And I don't know if that makes sense. I'm being a little vague. I get get what you're saying. Why is school important? Because I like learning. I don't know. And I wanted to do it in, in the, the best places that I could. Yeah. But, I mean, again, it's not for everybody. How about as an actor, you know, being in an environment like NYU's MFA program, which you, you know, you went through, being in a very safe environment where you have teachers there, you Mm -hmm. know, guiding you and, you know, sometimes knocking you down, but hopefully in a good way to bring you back up again. Um, And then going out there in the real world, which is what you did. You worked as a waitress for a little bit before, you know, you were discovered. Yes. I'm terrible at jobs that I don't love. (laughs) I just, I can't do it. It's terrible. I sold shoes once. Wow. Misery. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, but, but you know, for folks, again, listeners who are in those programs who will eventually be graduating right. from them and getting out there in the real world, you know, what advice do you give to them? You got to pay your bills. I mean, yeah. you have to do it. And I, when I was – that's just everyone needs to. I mean, you have to survive. Nobody likes an actor who goes into an audition clearly hungry mm-hmm. for the wrong reasons right. because they didn't have any lunch. Yeah. So you have to be able to sustain – you know, a lifestyle of some kind, that's unavoidable. And if you can't do it, you know, through acting, you got to do it through whatever you can. And then read plays, get together, you know, get together with your friends and, and stay active. Yeah. Do workshops, rent a space, do a showcase. Yeah. Do anything you can. Right. You right. Know? You're absolutely right. Billy Dawn, iconic character, you know, like you said, dream role. Um, give me some other dream roles that you have that you love to play on Broadway or even on film. I mean, Venus, the movie would be fun, but as far as care, I mean, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? That would be, I'm a little, maybe a couple of years. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kate from 
Kate from Taming, Taming mm-hmm. of the Shrew. I would love to play her. Um, what else? So many. Yeah. I, there are a couple of plays. I, I mean, Fool for Love. I love that play. Yeah. Again, a lot of screaming, though, so I don't know. <laughs> I have to rest up before I, that one. <laughs> oh. Well, um, we're almost out of time, but. No. I know. It went by so fast. So fast. But, um, you are playing in Venus and Fur, so folks can catch you yes. on the Broadway. Yes. Playing Vonda in Venus and Fur. So nice chatting with you, Nina. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Thanks. Hello, I'm Heather Hitchens, Executive Director of the American Theater Wing. I hope you enjoyed today's edition of Downstage Center. Downstage Center is recorded in the CUNY TV radio studio at the City University of New York's Graduate School of Journalism in Manhattan. Our engineer for today's show is Chad Bernhard. Along with this program, all of the educational and media work of the American Theater Wing is available online, on demand, for free at americantheaterwing.org. If you're a regular listener to or viewer of Wing programs, we hope you'll consider giving us financial support to sustain our work. Just visit our website, americantheaterwing.org, and click Support ATW. For Downstage Center and the American Theater Wing, thanks for your support and thanks for listening.